It's the Bearded Brothers, baby. Wow, what's going on, man? It's uh, Cole, your host of the Bearded Brothers podcast, back with episode 72. Um, podcast available on all streaming services, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, plus we on Anchor, all that other bullshit. I got my brother Rod with me. What's up, Rod? Wow, what's up, brother? My brother Rod back for episode 72. You know what I'm saying? We run a new guest, first time guest, um, George Young. What's up, what's George? Hi. Young Houston good, legend. Mike? You feel me? <laughs> That's right, man. Appreciate y'all having me on, bro. No problem, bro. It's good to have some new blood on the pod. Yeah. Man, so what's going on, man? How y'all boys doing? Man, blessed, man. Blessed, alive. My team's stressing me out, but shit, we're we going to make it. We're going to be all right. <laughs> it's Martin Luther King Day. The Pels went on national TV and won. I can't explain. Life is life is good right now. I was tripping when I was at work early. I'm like, why the fuck basketball on so early? <laughs> it was like twelve o'clock, one o'clock. I forgot it was a holiday. My black ass at work. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I'm like, what the fuck? I looked at my at my ESP thing. I'm like basketball on on the Monday. Yeah. I yeah, forgot. Man. I ain't gonna lie. It's still got like four, three or four more games left to come on too. That's what I'm saying. I, shit, I ain't know. That shit crazy. I be lost as fuck, man. I was sick all week, so I was laying up later with the old lady, letting her take care of me and hold me and shit, that kind of shit. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's real. Hey, that's, that's real shit right yeah. there. Make me some soup and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like a grown ass man waiting for some soup, you yeah? <laughs> <laughs> And telling me what time I took my medicine. <laughs> <laughs> That's pathetic, you remember? I love it. Hey, man. That's how we need some soup and some orange juice, bro. Man, that, and that, that's facts. We human, too. That's facts, yeah. my brother. Shit, I was getting be taken care of. But yeah, that's all I did this weekend. Shit, I ain't doing shit. Watch some football. <sighs> but yeah, what other than that? <laughs> <laughs> what is football? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can't believe people watch the NFL after how they did cap. I'll be ashamed of yourselves watching that game, you dig? I ain't fucking around, man. But yeah, man, so so right, get into it, man. Man, shit. We got my dog George with us. Um really like the the H Town legend, if you ask me. Um Anytime I think about Houston, this is one of the guys I think about. Um, a super dope lyricist, super dope artist, super dope producer. One of the coolest cats I've ever met. Um, so it's really an honor to have him on this pod with us. Uh, George, if you could, you know, give a little introduction to yourself and your background and, and really just how it was growing up in Houston. All right. First of all, uh, I appreciate y'all having me on here. It's an honor to be on here, you know. I'm saying, uh, um, man, growing up in Houston, I was born and raised in Houston, Northside. Um, man, growing up in Houston in the, in the 90s, man, it was amazing, man. And I guess at the time, we ain't know how good we had it. You know what I'm saying? Just the things that we was able to do. Even just, the, you know, going to Astro World, you know, going to the going to the Magic Johnson Theater, Lockwood, Skating Ring. 
it, it was just always something to do. And, uh, you know, obviously growing up in any any city, any big city, especially in uh, the colored part of town, as I like to say, you know, you're going to see some things and experience some things and, you know, but it, it just make you make you who you are. Um, I grew up in, in Greens Point. Um, I started doing music really young, you know what I'm saying? My uh, my older uncle had a homeboy with a little karaoke machine and uh, shit, my first time doing music, man, I just remember uh, going to his house. His, his homie was named Don. Don had a, an apartment, little karaoke machine. I must have been like nine years old, freestyle for like four or five minutes, but it felt like 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, shit, from that point on, my uncle was like, damn, you you got some nephew, and I I just started writing, but I never really thought I would ever get into it. And then um, I got to high school. I went to Booker T. Washington out here, and um, I met this cat named GP. And uh, shit, GP was doing music, and I just got in the booth from that point on. And uh, after that, I uh, went to Prairie View A&M. Uh, I was a part of Primetime Click when DeRoe was doing his thing, you know, and... Uh, you know, we they had a little run. It was a good time at Prairie View. And uh, I put my first project out. We talking about practice in like 2008, 2009. So it was, you know, it was called We Talking About Practice? Like, yeah, We Talking About Practice. AI, AI, okay. AI was my dog. Like, I had AI jerseys, shoes, everything growing up. AI, AI the only person outside of, like, Houston sports that, like, I had this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, um... I did that. You know, I did a lot of work with a lot of different people. I didn't cross paths with a lot of different people. And um, I got my own studio at, at the crib. And I've been I've been having this place for like 15 years. And I just met a lot of people through doing engineering work, uh, production, and a rap. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm about to drop some shit soon. I ain't dropped in a couple years, but... You know, it's been a blessing to, to be able to do music and just create something, man. So I'm just thankful and, and excited to see uh, what's next for me with this music shit, you know? Well, shit, that's, like the kids will say, that's lit and shit. I know you say you about to get back in the booth and do some music. I know with all this pain you done got, you dig. From the <laughs> I got the motivation for it. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the new project is going to be called The Loop. Um, I don't know how familiar people are with, uh, in Houston, we have a freeway that's called 610. That is basically a circle around. Oh yeah, fuck 610. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called, it's Man, called the loop. Everything. It's called the loop. And, um, you know, the, just driving, we do a lot of driving out here. The city's so spread out. And, um, it just inspired me to make an album that like this was made for the car. And so, um. That's dropping. Um, I'm aiming my birthdays in March, late March. March, so March what? Twenty second. Oh my dear. Aries, my dog. Yeah. All right. Guess what? I'm March thirtieth. So yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Real nigga. So, oh, yeah. Uh, that psychology. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I ain't into it, but I know what what my sign supposedly supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't get that deep. But triple tar, so I ain't gonna get water. I don't, I don't be saying shit. Like that. Getting them alerts to y'all phone. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the pattern out. I ain't gonna front. What's y'all rock, bro? What's your, that shit, man? 
That shit is wild. <laughs> that shit be dead on. You do that, I'll be high. <laughs> like you, you a Sagittarius. You go breathe today. I'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest shit where nigga be like, uh, oh, you do this. What's your sign? Turn the wrong sign. They be like, yeah, I knew it. Nigga, <laughs> 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 I ain't even that. You're lying ass. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody go ahead. Watch your background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. I don't know nothing about that, man. But yo, how how like when did you when did you fall in love? I guess with Houston sports teams. You mentioned I mentioned that you're one of the biggest Houston sports fans that I've ever met in my life. So when like how did that happen? When did it start? So um, it, it was the timeline was different for for the three teams. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, First, um, my dad used to take me to Rockets games when I was a baby, like in diapers. You know what I'm saying? And my mom, my mom would say, uh, every time he take me to a game, I ask him for a basketball. So he have to buy a basketball every game, one of the little basketballs. And eventually, he smartened up and just started bringing them hoes with us. And then, um, like with the football, man, my family in uh, like ninety from ninety to ninety three. My, uh, my mom's family actually had all the season tickets. And so we was 50 yard line every game. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I couldn't see shit because we sitting so low when I was a kid. And then um, I gravitated to the Astros around 95 because I was in the baseball, I was playing baseball. And uh, it's just been, I've been stuck in this abusive relationship ever since. <laughs> it's just, you know, I can't, you know, I can't help it. You know, I, you know, that's just that's just what I was molded by. That's just what that's just what it is with me. That's some real shit. That, that's some that's some real shit. Trust me, I, I definitely understand that. Um, you you brought up that abusive relationship. What is your best and worst Houston sports moments? It could be for all three teams. It could be overall. Okay, so um, I I'll start with the Astros. Obviously, uh, winning the World Series. Don't me. <laughs> hey, we're gonna get that later. But for me, um, you know, I was on the uh I was able to go to game five of the World Series. Uh, it was like a, a five hour game that we ended up winning. And uh I was able to go on a uh fire truck in a parade. And uh that that shit was I, I can't explain that, man. So when niggas talk about trash cans and signs, I don't give a fuck because <laughs> like the feeling of that, man, and just seeing my city come together after Hurricane Harvey. So that was the, clearly the best moment with them. Uh, obviously with the Rockets, when they won a championship, but um I guess I could say in recent history for the Rockets was uh the 2017-2018 season. With Chris Paul, and uh, we know how that ended. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Texans, I probably say my my favorite my my favorite moment as a Texans fan was the night that we traded up and drafted Deshaun Watson. And I, I was at the uh, I was at the draft party at the stadium. That was the only time I went to the stadium for the draft party. Those were my favorites. Man. You know? Now, the worst moments, obviously. Uh, as a Rockets fan, 27 straight threes missed game seven against the Warriors. Um, worst, worst Astros fan moment, uh, game seven, last year the World Series being up two. And then, shit, 
Worst Texans moment being up 24 nothing last week with a chance to host the AFC Championship against the old Houston Oilers and niggas lost by 20. So, I mean, really, my worst moments all been in the past three years. Damn, I feel you. Wild. <laughs> I feel you on that. I, I, I 100% can feel you on your worst moments coming in the past three years. <laughs> around this time every year. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, you, you've seen your team recently. The Saints got them one recently. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So It's not recent. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking 11 years ago. Yeah. That's not recent. Like, it's, yeah. people, it's, it's people that Saints fans now that couldn't couldn't read when the Saints last one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Me? <laughs> Like, I mean, it's, it's Astro fans that couldn't read two years ago, so, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know. That shit ain't recent. Like, if you pull up. <laughs> if I pull up in a 2009, I ain't getting no love. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even Uber in a 2009. <laughs> you, this shit gotta be with this. So, nah, we, we done. Yeah. But you don't even want to get into that fuck around it. <laughs> I, don't know what about <laughs> I have a question about each of each each of the teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first, I'm gonna start. First, I'm gonna start with the Rockets first. I, I'm gonna call myself a Fairweather Rockets fans. Yeah, but no, because I live, I, I had lived in Houston. I, I lived in Houston for ten years, and I went to my fair share of Rockets games, and I was a I was a fan. You know what I'm saying? You can say that. Even though I was still a Pelicans fan, because I don't really like basketball, so I got like six teams. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I come with the Rockets, man, but then I don't because they keep losing. And I'm tired of, I can't, I can't keep, <laughs> I'm tired of one team breaking my heart. I can't, I can't let more. <laughs> 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 one team breaking my heart is enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, the Saints and the Rockets, boy. I, I, shit. I can't do it. So. So, you know what I'm saying? So, everybody thought the, the James Harden, um, Westbrook thing was going to work itself out. Don't seem like it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it, it's good to have two superstars, but it just seemed like uh, maybe um, Westbrook. I see that video of Westbrook earlier at the buzzer. Man, she had me crying for 10 minutes. <laughs> but I, I thought it was going to work. I thought it was going to work, and the Rockets were going to be – at least a top four team in the West. Uh, I was wrong. Um, so, what are your thoughts on um, Westbrook and Harden? Do you think um, Westbrook might get traded before they? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think they're gonna trade Westbrook. I, and to be real, man, I mean, Westbrook been playing his ass off. It, uh, you know, he had he had a little tough stretch, and uh, I gave him a pass early in the season because uh, he was coming out that knee surgery, but. You know, if you look offensively, like, they're scoring the ball, but I think the problems with the Rockets go well beyond Westbrook and Harden. Like, it's a systematic issue. Like, first of all, your best player is a hoe. Like, I, I – and I, it hurts me to say that. And if you read my timeline from the game earlier, like, James Harden just – he's just not a leader, man. He not, he not a person that you're going to follow – He's not a person that's gonna lead that way, and and Russ got the got the the heart for that, but he's not the best player on the team. So Chris Paul tried to do the same thing, and it almost worked. But I, I just think you got a lot of short players that ain't 
great shooters. So you're not a good rebounding team. You shoot a lot of threes, but you're not a good three-point shooting team. You don't have any – I mean, you P.J. Tucker is a hell of a defender, but he's 34 years old, 35. You're playing him 40 minutes a night. You know what I'm saying? You don't have no movement. So if James Harden got an off night, then what the fuck is your team going to do? You know what I'm saying? I just – I think D'Antoni, he's not a good coach anymore. He doesn't make adjustments. Then you got Harden just like, all right, if I can't get 40, nigga, I might guard the other the, – I might guard somebody. I might not. And it's just – they just – they trash. Now, I mean, I say that. Now, they could still put something together and be a high seed, but as far as winning a championship, I ain't seeing it this year. And that's not Russell Westbrook's fault. So I'm just thinking maybe it's not – maybe it's not coming together because – them two, but like I said, you said Russ been Russ been playing good. I ain't been following that much, but it just seemed like every every chance the team line I get, they on Harden ass. And 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 what's up with Harden's ability to close in the playoff? Like, what's what's going on with that? Uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not it's not like the thing. I think that people kind of get mistaken with him. It's not that he don't show up at all. It's not that he don't put up the numbers. Because if you look at Harden numbers against Golden State. And you look at Kawhi's numbers against Golden State, like Harden had better numbers. But it's not sometimes it's not about the, the numbers on the paper, it's about the point in the game, the momentum. That's what I'm saying, the ability to close, like to, to, to yeah, finish to finish niggas I, off. You know what I'm saying? Cause he he'll get his points regardless. I mean, maybe he just the choker. Maybe he just can't overcome that. You know, I mean I, I've seen <laughs> I've seen players rewrite that part of their their history, like, I feel like the only player I could think of that in his 30s kind of changed his narrative was Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Like, Dirk, Dirk was considered a choker, especially after 2006. Then they got the number one seed in, like, 07 and lost to a, a seed. And then he came back busting ass on LeBron and Wade. So, I, you know, I don't know, man. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see it happening with this front office with this rendition of the Rockets. They used to be a forward-thinking team, but now they too rigid and they're not good enough at what they want to do. So So I mean what do you what do you think the next steps is? Cause I mean shit, James getting up there is I mean, know. yeah, he he 30, he 30 now, so 31. So I mean w- what I think should happen, I, I would say at the end of the season, you gotta fire Dan Tony. Try to try to give them one more, you know, depending on how this season ends. And if you can't do nothing with the next coach the next two years, then you gotta move on from Harden. Like obviously the team, I don't I don't think the team is ever gonna trade Harden because um the numbers he's putting up and where he's gonna be in the record books, that's very profitable to an organization. And they probably don't see a way that they could be more competitive because he's for all his flaws. I still think he's a top five player in the league. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't ever get equal value for that. So it's tough, man. It ain't no answers to it, bro. Like I, I wish we could just tank, but that that's not what it is. So yeah, man. tanking got us got a Zion who about to shoot up here soon. So we'll see how that goes. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see that kid play, man. I, I just want him to stay healthy, man. I think if he stays healthy, he will be a force to be reckoned with. It's just, yeah. it's just how his body responds to, you know, his new job. Yeah. We'll see. Shit, we got the Spurs coming up. 
on Wednesday. So I'm excited. Shit, the whole world will be watching. Yeah. Y'all been doing y'all thing lately. Y'all, y'all hanging in there. Y'all a lot better than I thought y'all would be. But Brandon Ingram been balling his ass off, you know. Yeah, that nigga nice. That's yeah. it. Uh, it, it must it must be nice to, to to watch a team that like got some competitive heart and plays up to their level of their capabilities night in night out. You know what I'm saying? It's just like some dudes just ain't meant to be the lead dude. Y'all y'all had one. Y'all had you know, AD just not he not the lead guy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm 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 glad New Orleans was able to bounce back and and, and get another star in there. Niggas don't usually get that out. Nigga lose a star and don't get another star for a minute. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. don't happen. It don't happen like that. So we definitely blessed it happened that way. Cause I mean, we could we could win straight lottery. You so, be the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Man, I know Magic tickets like six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so my my next question about the Astros. I know well about cheating. And she, yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she bring championships. We all know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when people tell me make bony gay jokes, look, man, they give a fuck about that shit. Nigga want the ring off that shit. They got the ring with the what's next? Right. Like what what can you say? You, you know how hard it is to win a championship in these sports shit? You don't know if it's rig, you don't know if it's, it's, it's luck, talent, you don't know it's hard to get back unless niggas just really bought that. Yeah. So it's like when niggas all right, bone again, all right, cool, fuck it. What's what's up? You won. So I already know how I know how most of the Houston people feel about this. They're like, what the fuck are they gonna do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Basically. so so I don't I, I, I don't give a fuck about that. So how how did it feel when when it was announced and fired the GM, fired the um the uh the manager? How how do you feel about all of that? I so um I'ma just I before I I, I wanna say and this I, I'm not trying to cop out, I don't think every team go goes nearly to the lengths that they went, but I do think every team in major league baseball attempts to steal signs. And I I I do think that we're gonna find in the next couple years. I mean the the Red Sox just got caught stealing signs with Apple watches two years ago and nobody gave a fuck. But it's the Astros, so, but um, as far as everything happening, um, man, it's tough, man. Jeff Luno, our general manager, um, genius. Uh, AJ Hinch, great manager, man. The, I mean, the best, or I, I could argue, the best general manager and head coach in Houston sports history, outside of maybe Van Chancellor with the, the Comets. So, Man, when I found out, it was the next day after the, the bullshit the Texans pulled. So, I mean, it's tough, man. Obviously, um, it, it's not an ideal situation. And you definitely don't want that attached to your name. But by the same token, I, I just think the percentage that it might have played and then winning the World Series to me is just not what everybody is making it, bro. Like, first of all, we won the World Series on the road. So we wasn't so as far as the stealing the sign shit at home and banging on trash cans, niggas did that for a few regular season games. And I they probably changed their pattern. But like just seeing the shit unfold on Twitter, like first of all, 
a lot of these fans and other teams are jealous. Because we've been to the World Series two times in the last three years. So you already had that dynamic. So Man, I, I don't give a shit, shit, bro. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't give a fuck with nobody outside of the uh, Houston things. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, you, you would want your team to win, bro. Like, I don't, like, niggas try to hit me with the, this the biggest uh, baseball scandal. I'm like, bro. 20 years ago, niggas was taking steroids, hitting the ball 500, and niggas went to prison over that shit. This is not nearly the biggest scandal. <laughs> so it's unfortunate, you know, and I, I think a lot of them dudes are, are good dudes on our team, uh, and we're going to be back. Like, motherfuckers think that this shit, oh, it ain't over, bro. Like, these niggas going to be back. We're going to get another one or maybe two before it's all said and done. So it's, it's unfortunate. It hurts. Um, the the to lose your GM, that's gonna be a tough one. It hurts to lose your manager, but man, it is what it is. I I wouldn't trade the 2017 season for anything, bro, at all. Yeah, that's like, how I feel. I I just wouldn't, man. I mean, and, and you know, I, I don't want to. Obviously, I don't want to equate Harvey to Katrina, you know. But y'all know how y'all know how it felt. For y'all city to go through something, period, and have a team pull the city together. You know what I'm saying? That was the best thing to ever happen to New Orleans. And to me, the Astros winning the World Series is the best thing to ever happen to Houston. So being on that fire truck, seeing all those people happy and excited after all the devastation, I know people still rebuilding their homes, bro. JJ. Hey, you gotta release that money, bro. Like you got <laughs> niggas still need their houses fixed out here. Yeah, JJ so, fuck. So I, I wouldn't change it for anything, man. Like you know, it is what it is going forward, though. Shit, yeah, bad thing about it. I was I was in both of them shits in Katrina and in the army. I was I, I was in both of them shits. So that yeah yeah. Nah, I, I moved. Shit, I, I I literally moved out of Houston. I moved back to New Orleans the weekend of Harvey. I was driving through that shit, and nobody knew it was gonna flood like that. Like I was in Beaumont when it started raining that shit. I'm glad. I'm glad you're still here, dog. Cause it it got bad. It got bad, man. I couldn't go back to Houston for like six months to get the rest of my shit because they had I10 shut down. So it was. This I shit. Had, she had to go work in that shit. No, I do. Like AC, so I give people houses. They pulling up yeah. carpet and shit. They gutting the wall. I'm trying to check the AC and shit still work. And everybody got on rain boots and shit like that. Shit like it, it bring back. You know what I'm saying? Like damn. Like I ain't, I ain't talking about like the. I'm, ta- I'm talking about million dollar homes and and, and, and gated communities and like everybody's shit. Even everybody the, from, from the from the rich to the poor. Yeah, everybody felt that shit, man. That shit was wild. But yeah, man, my next question about the fuck ass Texans, man. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm only a Texas hater because of that nigga Chris and DeWine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't have no beef with I love the Sean Watson. I, I wanted to actually see him in the Super Bowl. I fuck with the Sean Watson. Yeah. I, and I fuck with him in college too. But the thing is, the, the, <laughs> it, when, when we lost, it yeah, was crazy. Motherfucker on Twitter. Oh, us, I got my jokes off. Call, so call, call, call us B.A. Twitter. All kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> call us Buddha Twitter. All kind of shit. Dance. Yeah. I did a motorbike dance and pup 
public, bro. I, I can't hang bro, I can't. If I would have knew that, I wouldn't invite a child. Nigga was like, oh, yeah, y'all time coming. Yeah, fuck y'all. Because don't want know what it was. Because the game, the day before, y'all was losing to the Bills. We was getting all jokes off. Then y'all came back and won. I was like, oh, I was like, oh fuck. We better not lose. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was getting Johnny Allen jokes on, man. I was like, y'all do some Johnny Allen. That's crazy. Don't get y'all Allen one. And that's what it was. Man. They were like, all right, bet, bet. And this can wait. Oh, we won? Y'all better not lose something. They were like, oh, fuck. And it was just a joke came back and hung out our ass. So I couldn't wait till y'all lost to the fucking, uh, <laughs> to the, the, the Chiefs. But I was like, oh, y'all can't wait. But y'all started off good. <laughs> real, real, really good. Better than anybody expected. And then it, right. it all went down here in the second quarter. <laughs> Man, so so that morning, I, I told myself, because being a football fan in this city, aside from the other sports, the other sports have legendary losses and, and choke jobs, but those teams have won championships in the other sports, right? But the football, it's always been a dark cloud, no matter what the circumstances are. So I woke up that morning, and, and the Titans had won, and I was like, you know, if we win, we have a chance to go to the Super Bowl here at home against the, the old Houston Oilers. So I smoked the, uh, uh, some of the best weed of my life that morning. And uh, nothing about that game ever felt real to me. Like, hold it was like a... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you save the weed? Like, it, like you saved this for the special occasion? <laughs> nah, right. <laughs> Nah, man, it's just like, you know, I just copped a couple days before, and, and it was just like, I woke up that morning early, I was a little anxious, I smoked to calm my nerves, so by the time this game come on, I'm stoned, so imagine you super high as a Texans fan, and you see that your team is up 24-0 on the Chiefs in Kansas City, man. so, but I did, it, it never registered with me. So the loss pissed me off, but it never like I never in my, I never got myself to the point that I thought we would win that game. No matter how much we could have been up forty, and I never would have thought that we were gonna win that game until it was over with because the Oilers conditioned me to to those type of losses. So I'm not. I it was zero shock in my body. I woke up that morning. I was like, How are the Texans gonna do this shit to me today? Every time you think you know how it's going to happen, they reinvent a new way to do it. It's fresh. Oh, y'all swear y'all us. Living the same life. <laughs> they live the same. <laughs> we really the same. We, we that Spider-Man meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm so sick of these dudes. I'm not a fan no more. I ain't been a fan since they did Cap like that. So I ain't really been <laughs> So who do y'all man, was, so so for that collapse, who do y'all blame the most? Um for for that particular loss to just um I mean it's one nigga that coaches the team that picks the players that's the general manager. You know? Um gotta get a lot of the blame. Yeah, you know, and, and my thing is this, and, and Romeo Cornell get a lot of it too, because I understand, I understand that the Chiefs had an advantage on us, but a team should never score six straight touchdowns. They just fired the ball against against professionals. Like these are professional players. 
Like, we have two guys on our defense that get paid double-digit millions, and we allow 50 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, letting Clowney go is – I mean, what? You you let go a pass rusher, and you don't get no pass rush against Pat Mahomes, and that that's how you're going to get done. So I, I don't like the structure of the organization. I, I think Bill O'Brien hasn't earned – that type of power and responsibility, but he's going to keep his job because Deshaun Watson is good enough to win the same game. And that's, you know, I just hope Deshaun Watson can, can like, overpower how bad of a coach he is at times and go from there, but, you know. I'll be seeing a lot of people on Twitter, they be arguing, is it Deshaun or, or Bill O'Brien? Like, especially for, unless you're Deshaun kind of struggling in the playoffs, this year he was okay. I mean, um, team on the back against basically, yeah. Look at yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, he running for his life every goddamn fucking play. I mean, we scored thirty-one points at Kansas City. Like, if you score thirty-one points on the road in the playoff yeah. game, win. You expect nah, you expect not against the Chiefs. The not against you, the Chiefs, though. No, but you but you expect it to be close, competitive. And then 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 if you go up by twenty something, you won't supposed to lose by twenty something. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> You know, and credit to Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? Mahomes is fucking fantastic, you know what I'm saying? And, and they offense is amazing. I don't know how the black offense coordinator hasn't gotten a head coach job. I mean, I know, but... So, uh, Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy, Eric yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just the Texans doing Texan shit, you know I feel your pain, brother, because I, I I just knew we was going to lose that motherfucker. I ain't, ain't tell the group. I ain't tell my old lady. I just knew we was going to lose, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't sw- do nothing special. Bro, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't excited. I wasn't even. I was not excited, bro. I, I just wasn't. Like It's like, we, son, we had. We three- were up 24 nothing. I wasn't excited, y'all. I Listen, was, I did. I didn't raise my voice at the TV not one time that whole game, bro. Nigga was tweeting tweet reckless, though. Nigga was tweeting reckless of 24. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, they trying to get tickets. Yeah, they trying to buy tickets early. Nah, people was texting me with that goofy shit. I'm like, bro, y'all... Y'all never y'all watch football. Houston sports. <laughs> you got <getting> to my homes? <laughs> nah. They know them now. Like, but people was texting me, come out, come out, we party. I'm like, bro, leave me. It's the, the, the first moment. quarter. It's the, <laughs> the first fucking quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I was going say, we're in downtown. What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck? you found parking. You been down 20. Right. By the time... I would have got flagged down by one of them aggressive parking attendants. We would have been down 20, and I would have went back home. Niggas, niggas would have been sad as fuck. You was going in the ball pit, knocking everything over. <laughs> knocking all the hoopah over, bro. I would have been pissed off. <laughs> they knocking all, all the cubes on the ground. Nah, nah. <laughs> that shit was been everywhere, dog. Nah. would have been crying. It been citrusy mint all over the fucking <laughs> Pissed off. <laughs> but man, I've been rolling. I ain't gonna lie. They had to jump me. 
That would have been it. No. <laughs> would have been, 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 been up. Boy, I would have been up there acting a dog on y'all ass. They had to beat me up. It's like, I ain't leaving that. Now these people don't learn their lesson either. Niggas was texting me in the seventh inning of the Astros game seven talking about come out. I'm like, leave me alone. Do y'all not do y'all not know the history of the city? Do y'all sell those niggas niggas ready for a party. Dog, I just oh, I hate the city. So I I love my city, bro, but I just I hate the way that people behave with the sports teams. It's like act like y'all done lost a big game before. Man, so that shit, so that shit had me rolling. Everybody gonna lie, boy. The T line went from suck my dick, niggas. We up, suck my dick. To, it's a bullshit, man. It's a hell of a saying. So I could, I couldn't believe it. It was so beautiful. I couldn't. <laughs> it didn't even take no time. It was just no. like boop, boop. <laughs> It was quick. That was the quickest twenty-four point loss. Son, nigga hanging skull, got the fumble. The niggas, the niggas, we fooled on fourth down and missed. But, 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 I like it, y'all. That was, I'm thankful. If you're gonna lose a 24 point lead, lose it in the second quarter. Don't wait really till lose the last minute. Quarter, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we would have, we would have waited until two seconds left on that. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> lost on the last minute touchdown, like we always gave do. A, gave up a fucking fumble ruski. Have that some, some dumb shit. They go, I go for the nail and fumble the nail or some shit like that. Like some dumb shit. Like that's some shit we lose on. Game with a field goal. I know one one game we gonna fumble the nail down and lose the game. I, <laughs> that's the type of shit, like shit we do. Like we'll be like. Two six left in the game, so then do a squib kick and it went from running up his back and some shit. Like some stupid shit like that. That's the type of shit we lose on. Like it'd be frustrating because, like, dog, you serious? Boy, that game against uh, who that was, boy? Them boy recovered like fucking three onside kicks when I was stupid ass. Boy, that's when I said I'm done with this team. I said we're not winning shit. We fucking trash. These niggas suck. Tell you, we trash when we got one receiver with eight million catches. So that shit was stupid, son. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, nigga mad at me after that Falcons game when we won the division. I would say, nah, them, them niggas still trash. We won the division. We won the Be happy. Be happy with the division. Be happy. Man, fuck that. We, did you see us play? We won. We should, we should be struggling with the Falcons. They already bust our ass. They were struggling with them again. We trash. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not winning shit. You just a fake fan. You already negative. Yeah, because we ass. <laughs> and, and, and now, now they see that I was right. Yeah, I ain't even say I told you so. We might got the worst fan base in the league. Nah, niggas fucking dumb. Nah, nah, nah. It's nah. the Eagles. It's nah, the, the Eagles. Eagles fans stupid too, but nah. No, son. And, and the thing about it is, son, they just keep talking about the fucking Saints every That's day. It. And I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> it ain't nothing else going on. Stop. Like, go outside. Stop. I swear to God, y'all can go outside. But it's, it's, it's pissing me off, the son. ain't going to do nothing but break your heart. Look, this is a PSA. If you're a Saints fan and you listen to this, it's free to go outside. Son, Leave us alone. My T-line empty as fuck. I got, I got half of people muted. So I got my old lady muted. I got my brothers muted. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, son. Like, I don't want to go to town and, and all I see is, man, I hope Drew. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Shut up. Nigga tired of that shit, man. I got to say, though, the plot twist I did not see coming with the Saints I did not see Drew Brees being y'all third and best quarterback by the end of the season. Bro, no, and then, like, like, now it's a nose, then. 
most of the Jew hate is all like fucking emotions and, and fakes and cause no. no not not from you but from most of the fan base son cause they talk about Drew all day if you don't son shut the fuck up <laughs> he gonna be back regardless shut the fuck up or not be a fan like they every time you look up man who we gonna draft bro me and the Robert every fucking day son right right son right after the right after the game when, all, when we lost son we were talking about mock drafts son go outside son <laughs> Go play with your kids, man. Look, <laughs> son, go, go, go outside hey, and hey, cut Brian, the grass. Something, right? You know, you know, it's fucked up with the Saints when niggas from New Orleans rooting for a team from Baton Rouge to win the championship. Damn, that shit. <laughs> I don't even talk about that shit. That, that shit wait, hey, look, wait. I'm a fan with the LSU fans. Don't do that, you hear me? Yeah, wait, no. Till Imagine me rooting for a team from Beaumont. <laughs> <laughs> say, you gotta save the day. But you know, Damn, Lamar. So what college? So what college team you like? So what college team you like? You like no college at Houston? <laughs> Lamar, hey, hey, if Lamar ever go to the goddamn college football playoff, shit, all our teams suck out here in college. So all this shit ain't nothing to get excited about. Hey, hey, I'm a fan with the LSU fan. I'm, I'm rocking. So I, 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 you know what I'm saying. I, I ain't no I ain't no diehard type nigga, but I'm gonna just be like, yeah, nigga, fuck LSU for life. I don't even like people, but it's Louisiana, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I good for the state. I ain't even go, I, I ain't even go to college. I don't, I don't fucking. <laughs> 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 oh my god! I don't know what was so good about it. The road's still trash. But no, son, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> the roast. It just, you know what I'm saying? I, I guess it was something they, they look forward to after so many years of heartbreak. It was something to celebrate. Not what they got to look forward to. <laughs> Zion, Zion, and Mardi Gras. That's it. Zion and Mardi Gras. It's over with. It's all good though, brother. Oh hey, man, fuck that though. We'll fuck the Saints. I hope y'all stop talking about them. Please shut up. Talk about something else. Talk about love hip hop. Some shit. I don't hey, care. Man. Yeah, I, I'd rather niggas talk about them, them TV shows than the Saints, bro. <laughs> but like, every real. time I log on, son, so that then we can get a uh, receipt with Fred Seal. We, we, man, shut the fuck up. Hey, um, man. This Thomas don't even care about the shit. The fuck? He had Rockets games. <laughs> no, boy, I ain't gonna lie, boy. I seen a tweet where they said, boy, like a backwoods. So I was laughing for like three hours. <laughs> I saw that shit. That nigga look like Groot. <laughs> Do it like the, of our bitches. And he looked like Groot, for real. So oh, I, I laughed for three hours. I said, boy, like a backwoods. I, c- I could unsee it, son. Dog, I saw that shit. I was dying, bro. Oh, man. I could unsee that bro, shit, bro, I'm you, bro. I'm telling you that, like, y'all be hurt as fuck when I'm talking about shit. Oh, them players be in the club next the next hour. Chilling oh, on man. vacation the next hour. But y'all stressing. Y'all missing work and shit. Fucking kids. Kids hungry as fuck. Your wife keep telling you cut the fucking grass. You're fucking, but you on Twitter talking about the Saints all fucking day. Stop. Go feed your kids, man. Hey, man, the Texans losing just mean I get the Sunday fun day every Sunday until September. So, hey. Nah, I ain't I'm fucking with the boy. This was my, this, this my, this, this my, this my last year being a, a all or nothing fan. I'm fair weather. If they win, I'm going to be like I never left. But if, if win, they win, I'm at the parade like I was. <laughs> but if, if they win, I'm dying off to the fullest, right? But if they lose. Y'all are fans, man. Y'all not. Man, y'all I can't do it no more. Y'all I can't do it, man. man. I can't do it no more, man. You don't, no, you don't understand, George. I'm still a fan because it shit tatted on me. But it's y'all like. T- y'all tell it like it. 
it is. Y'all, y'all, y'all can see through the fog of being a fan for what the team is. And we add, we not set up for success. We add. We don't we we got a 48-year-old quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We But I'm saying this though, I've been seeing all the dumbass tweets on the timeline. Teddy is not the answer, and fucking Taysom not the answer either. We don't have the answer. And we could have had the answer. We traded up to 14th in the draft. You know who was on the board, bro? Lamar Jackson. Oh, man. You know who we took? A nigga from the University of Texas at San Antonio. Who's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad player. They can throw. They can hurt all the do time. They credit, do their credits even translate to, like... Is it the credits? <laughs> like the, <laughs> that nigga got to take, take his electives at, at UT. He's not a bad player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He would have been there at wherever we were, 27th. He would have been there. Yeah. Obviously, Lamar Jackson was there as well, but that's, that's the only player from that draft that really just changed the game. Yeah. Hey, man, y'all could, y'all could draft a quarterback like this year, next year, man. It ain't like y'all still got, like, you know, when Drew was missing, y'all was winning games, y'all was beating good teams. Like, I, the same thing, exactly. y'all gonna be in a position to be in the playoffs again. You just said what the problem is. They're gonna end up with fucking Jake Fryer. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that's why I ain't a fan no more. I'm, telling, I'm a fan, but I ain't gonna be watching the game every Sunday. I gotta find me a hobby. I gotta do something that's I, I, I can't do it. Hey man, you, you ever heard of hookah? <laughs> I can't fuck with hookah, man. <laughs> man no one, no one, fuck the body set. We went to the strip club, my partner, right? Get the strip club. I never yeah. smoked hookah, son. Strippers around. Yeah, they don't hit the hookah. Up. I hit the hookah, son. I'm like, nah, so I hit the hookah, son. Hoes watch it. I hit the hookah, I'm gonna die. Hoes laughing at me. <laughs> I said, I, I never smoked hookah. Dog, yo, you died on the hookah with the hoes watching. Well, this is a, this, this is true, the whole hell nigga watching me, laughing at me. <laughs> but I was, I was oh, drove. Oh. I was drove. But I, I, I never, I never go smoke hookah again. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I need to fuck with it. I need. I'm gonna give me a little hookah for the crib. Yeah, man, it's just cool, you know. It take you could taste the weed with it, you know. Oh yeah, well shit, I stopped drinking, so I need me something around. The yeah, day. I, I I think I might give up drinking for Lent. Only only problem, my birthday is a week before Easter, so I don't know how I'm gonna rock with that. So I'm gonna give up Lent for Lent. I'm giving up Houston sports. Fuck these niggas, man. I can't. They're going to try. They already gave you up. <laughs> <laughs> they gave their stuff up, shit. Um, hey, I'll tie you Hey, last, last, last one, Hey, do the strip clubs still be lit in Houston? Uh, I mean, yeah, but, last you know. Last time I went, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I used to love that. Like, staying out there, nigga, hit V-Live. Not going in the house until five in the morning. The wings from Onyx. Oh yeah, we went to uh, Two Dollar Tuesday at Onyx last month. Yeah, yeah it was lit. Big, big group of people, man. It was, it was live. A lot of ladies with us and shit. That shit was fire. She, when I was going, I was going to like up the street. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, crazy horse. That's, that's a, that was my little spot. Oh, you was, you was really going to see some entertainment. Big that's no, you. Big no West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you a wild dude, man! Fuck it, man. Back in my, back in my, back in my dad days. I think we uh we already got into how you got into music. You did was real, real influenced by your family and those. 
around you. Um, well, shit, just to dive deep in that, what's, what is your favorite part of the actual music making process? Uh, man, that's a, that's a, that's great. Um, you know, I look at music as an art form, so it's just a create creating something out of nowhere. And really, the the best part is the reactions. And like, it's been times like I, you know, I'm far from uh, famous or anything like that. But man, it's been times where I've been out and people have recognized me that I've never met a day in my life. And it'll be like, hey man, I love your music. I don't know when you're dropping again. And it's just the connecting to the people and, and like letting people know that I experienced the same thing y'all experienced. And like, you know, it, it's just that everything. Man, really just like making beats is, is amazing. Finding that sample that you like is amazing. And it's just getting shit off my chest, bro. Like people don't have outlets. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I can get on the microphone and say what the fuck I want and can't nobody cut me off. If I'm mad at I could be mad at a chick. I could be going through some shit. I could be feeling like that nigga. And I turn that mic on and nobody can interrupt me. And... It's just a feeling I can't describe when, like, people fuck with your music, man. It's just, it's rewarding. It's everything. Yeah, that's what I feel about podcasting the same way. Like, it's an outlet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Laugh and yeah. bullshit and, you know what I'm saying, get away from the, the other shit, the work. And, uh, it's a way to get your shit off. You basically- yeah, y'all, y'all help people get through their day, man. It's Niggas yeah. probably listen to y'all while they at work. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. If you listen to me right now, you at work. Go tell your job. Tell your boss, fuck you. I quit. <laughs> I wish. I'm, I'm going to listen to this bitch whenever y'all post it. <laughs> don't do that, man. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Please don't quit the job. Because then they ain't going to help you pay your bills. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That's for you, bro. That's for you. <laughs> Rod told me to quit. Who the fuck is Rod? <laughs> Brother, I'm not even right. I'm just doing you and God. No, <laughs> um, no, nah, nah, that's, that's okay. So we discussed how you kind of came up, you know, out the trunk, as some would put it. Um, for those, you know, everybody, there's a lot of people that are trying to get into the, the music industry, and not everybody has the funds to go out and, you know, have their own studio, have an extra spare room to create a studio. Um, so with those up-and-coming artists who, you know, want to have that outlet, that creative outlet, do you have advice for them that may not have the bread to go book, you know, Buku studio sessions and, and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a couple things, actually. Um, so I learned early, um, beats were expensive, studio time was expensive, and you, you might not have have the money to spend consistently on studio time but um two things are very important a always make yourself useful for more than what it is you want to do what i mean by that is you need to have something else that you do other than just being a nigga that show up and rap you know what i'm saying because there's a million niggas that can show up and rap but is this something that you could barter off with people is there something a service that you could exchange with people so with me, well, my thing was I was making beats. I learned how to make beats. I learned how to use Pro Tools. I learned how to make myself familiar with the whole creative process. So now I have a value 
that I can use to exchange as currency. You know what I'm saying? Uh, second thing I would say is, man, hustle you up a little bread. It ain't got to be a lot, man. Y'all need a big studio to get a good sound. Like, that shit is cool for when you want to post your Instagram and everything. But if you could just take a few 30 minutes out of each day, YouTube, you can go find a, a crack version from the Pro Tools. You know what I'm saying? Like, get, getting the equipment is not that difficult if you can save up just a little bread. Like, for less than $500, you can get a setup. Probably, probably cheaper than that. So that's really where I started. Me and my homie, we put our bread together. We ain't know what we was doing. We just knew, you know, we stacked our little chips up. Build a studio. I got familiar with the process. But where a lot of artists fuck up at, <clears throat> I don't want to go too long with it, but where a lot of artists fuck up at is that they want something, but they don't have nothing to give other than the fact they're a rapper. Mm. Like, chances are you are not that good of a rapper where that's all you have to do if you don't have no money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, another thing I would say, if you're a rapper... And you starting off, especially like the young kids, it's like in their teens, like you definitely should find somebody that's your age that shares that same passion that you can grow with. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at historically, like a lot of niggas make it with the people they come up with. You know what I'm saying? Like you got Drake, you got 40. You got, you know, at one point you had Jay, <laughs> you had Dame and they producers. So it's like always find find you one producer that's gonna produce your sound and go from there, you know. And that you know just always make yourself useful, bro. Like whatever it is, never feel entitled to anything because people time is money. And if you, you ain't got no money, you gotta be able to give them something else. So, man, I remember when I uh, thought I was man and fresh, I had um, I bought like a drum machine. Yeah. With the keyboard, all that shit. I went bought me a goddamn MacBook. I had a little bread on me. <laughs> <laughs> you had more than a little bit. Right? Like, like two racks. No, nah, that was like 2014, 13 type shit. Okay. I, Ooh. I, I had three jobs and shit. <laughs> Man, I had bought the Fruity Loops. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got me a little high. I'm finna start making beasts. Yeah, uh, I had this dude who made beats and shit, so he ain't supposed to like at least show me how to use it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nigga flaked on me on some whole shit. Nigga thought, yo, know, how niggas don't want to help you and shit. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. So I probably learned on my own YouTube and shit. YouTube and how to do the beats and make the loops and all kind of shit, man. About two, three months. That's so that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just, I just had a patience. Like, I made some generic ass. Boom bap type, you know what I'm saying? It that's, just that's how I start though, bro. Like my first beat sounded like shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, it's just you know, if you got the passion for it, yeah, obviously. Exactly. Yeah, and then I could I had a patience for it. I couldn't yeah. stick with it. It was like it's shit harder than I thought. I thought I was gonna be in this bitch. Yeah, I might be on this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Hitting the, hitting the keyboard. I don't, I don't, <laughs> got, I don't got no musical. <laughs> Talent, no, no musical bone in my body, my dog. Like, I don't got no rhythm. I can't two step. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's <laughs> so it was like a. I'm gonna say I, fuck it, I tried. You know what I'm saying? I tried. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I give it to that. Like if I ain't try, I'll be still the one that I can make beats to this day. I know I'm trash. <laughs> and it's, it's not. It's just that. 
like I said, I didn't, I didn't have a passion for it. Then I didn't have the patience for it to learn it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to go get a job. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so yeah, man. If, if niggas stick with that shit, niggas good at it, man. Keep going, man. Yeah, keep going. Keep at it. That's real shit. shit. That's real shit for sure. Well, shit, that shit, they got me feeling like I can come drop something soon. Hey, bro. The door is always open. I mean, I'm an I'm R&B nigga, me, so, you know, I might... <laughs> hey, I, hey, I got the R&B tracks ready You know what I'm saying We got the part of that rap, man Y'all need to yeah. We got a part of Marlon Y'all need to link up, man He in Houston, too, man He he make real good music Yeah, he, re- he make real good music I'm gonna I'm 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 leak you his tape Bet, bet, bet You know what I'm saying He rap, he sing He real nice he, he just don't have that backing He a young nigga in college and shit So it's like, you know what I'm saying Shout out to that boy Marlon, you heard me Yeah, nigga, nigga, nigga real talented, man So Yeah, talented. man so, But, man a lot of niggas don't know you really a legend, George. Like, oh man, a lot of niggas really don't know that. In 2014, you dropped a project called Astro World. Dude, I know it's some rumblings about another nigga dropping a project called Astro World. You dropped a project called Astro World with very distinct, um, very distinct imagery for the uh, for the album cover, and then someone else decided to drop it and, and kind of mirror that. Um, I guess without going into too much, you know, if you're not able to, how was that experience for you? Uh, seeing the seeing the cover or like, yeah, just the whole thing. Um, all right. So, uh, to give a little background, so um, I did have an EP uh, that was Astroworld was actually my single, right? Mm-hmm. But what I the way I did it, um, every song on my album had its own artwork. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I I was at work. I was working when I thought up that artwork. Um, went through Astroworld, brought up the Texas Cyclone. And my uh, just quick shout out, quick name drop. Uh, my boy that actually did the cover for me, uh, his name is Blue the Great. And he just did the uh, Revenge of the Dreamers uh, album cover for J. Cole. So uh, I want to give a shout out to, and he dropped his own Jordans, the Fearless Blue, the Greats this year. So say, yeah, shout out to Blue, the Jays too, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, big shout out to Blue. Um, you know, at, at first ride when I saw it, um, I was kind of sick. Um, to be real, B King had a project called Astro World that he dropped uh in the middle of the year, and I dro- I, I wrote the single like a couple months later. So I was unaware of it at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just didn't want to make a big stink about the, the Travis shit because like, you know how it goes. Like you always, it's not going to really benefit you, right? Like you always going to look like the hater when you're the artist that's not as popping. And to be completely honest with you, I, I'm actually, I, I like his music and I like what he did with it, you know, and, and the world he created out of it. I don't know if I would have took it as far as he did. So I, I just... You know, it's not my first great idea that somebody, I ain't going to say somebody took. I, I don't know. I, I'm not there. I don't know who did what. You know, somebody probably seen it. But I just never really, it never really fucked with me after the initial shock of it because, like, it's music. It's not my first great idea and it's not my last great idea. So, for that idea, I have a million other ideas. You know what I'm saying? It just let me know that I, I need to execute on a higher plane that way. If I feel like I get jacked in, you know, people going to know what was up. So, you know, I had people, it's crazy. I, every, like, 
six months, I get people DMing me, Instagram, Twitter, asking me about that. And I'm I'm good on it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I just, you know, at least a nigga from Houston stole it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, or whatever. Really? That's real? Shit. No, I mean, I, I think that's a very mature way of looking at it. Because, shit, nigga might have to see me at a live show or something. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> or one of them, one of them TV court shows. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna take that nigga to Judge Judy. <laughs> no bullshit. Yeah. Nah, but I mean, like you said, with the popularity he has, like just run yeah. wild. You, you, you're in a lose lose. You're in a lose lose. Yeah. Basically, let it, let it ride. I mean, the the people who you you people know. Yeah. The people who should know know. That yeah. nigga, that nigga know, but I, I guess, I guess the main thing that's that that um, and this is not just about that situation, but it's been other times where I've seen people like take because I, I like I said I don't know for sure if you did or didn't whatever, but it's just like um when you when you feel like you a genius and you got a lot to give to the world and and you present it to the world but only a small group of people see it and then somebody else comes along with the same idea. And they get all the praise for it. It's really frustrating. But the thing that you got to kind of remember is like, if I could come up with that, I could come up with something better than that. So that that's just the mentality you got to have. Because like I said, it's music. It's a, a copycat game. And, you know, if you get stuck on that, you're going to be like, oh, that's the nigga that made that cover one time. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you definitely just got to keep it moving when you're doing any type of art. Because motherfuckers going to rip your shit regardless. Real, nah, that's real shit. I think that's perfect advice to live by. Even if you're not doing art, shit, just life in general. Yeah, there's only so many ideas to go around. Yeah, shit. So that's real. But shit, all right. Talking so much about somebody else, let's talk about some real shit. You had Vintage that dropped. It's actually one of my favorite albums. I got it on title. I jam it. Thank Uh, you, dog. Appreciate that. No no problem, bro. You know, I just shouted you out. On the internet, while I'm listening to it in my my states, I get in, you dig? Yeah. But shit, tell the people a little bit about Vintage. I know a lot about demographic, especially Louisiana, New Orleans. Probably not too familiar with it. Um, but shit, tell us a little bit about it, your favorite track, and your favorite collaborations from that album. Okay. Um, so Vintage is a project I dropped in, uh, man, it's been actually five years now. Uh, 2014, uh, I was up for uh, a lot of awards with the Houston Press uh, for Song of the Year, a couple other awards in the city. Got got pretty good accolades for it. And it's, it's a project that I kind of made. Um, I just wanted music. I wanted to make rap that felt how I used to feel in the summertime. And we used to put it on Magic 102 here in Houston. It's a big R&B station. I just wanted to give you that same feeling of, like, just feel-good music that just was crafted a certain way. And um, I was I was trying to preserve, uh, I guess on, on that project, I was trying to preserve a sound. It's called Vintage, but it's spelled V-E-N-T-A-G-E because that's really just me just getting my shit off, you know? Um as far as my favorite tracks on Vintage. Damn, I just loved it. <laughs> yeah. So as far as my favorite tracks on Vintage, um, everybody loves uh, Astroworld, uh, Chapter 16. Uh, but I'll probably say my favorite two tracks on that album 
is the, the actual song vintage because um, of how personal the the, the writing was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a song called, called uh, Favorite Disc Part 2, which uh, Favorite Disc Part 1 was on the We Talking About Practice Project. Uh, but Favorite Disc Part 2, because uh, I always wanted to make some music that sounded like it could have been made. And like Favorite Disc Part 2 kind of sounds like a cool in the game, Summertime Madness. Like, it's got that type of feel to it, the music. So, um, you know, I got a lot of love for that. And um, coming in with the loop, I-, I would say probably the thing that I was able to keep with this project was the roots of the music is the same, you know. And I bought some influences from New Orleans, of course, uh, some from Memphis. But the, the new project is a little bit more about uh, movement. And, and the beats are a lot more conducive to you moving your body as where Vintage was just some shit you kick back to and you just let the music happen to you. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I, I, I was thankful. I, I prayed to God about being able to put out one project uh, um, that I could be proud of just for me, just to show that I could do it. And uh, now I'm back at it again. And uh, it, it feels good to be putting out music again. Shit, I damn sure can't wait to hear your new project coming up. Uh, show our listening audience. Uh, we'll check that out as well. So, shit, but let's get into your top three Houston artists, as well as your yeah. top three of all time. Yeah. So, um, top three Houston artists. Um, now, is this this limited to R and B and rap, or like, I mean, is it just rap? Yeah, however you want to do it. Okay. Okay, obviously Beyonce is above everybody. She kind of don't count. She, it's kind of like I, you know, if I ask you your three favorite Minneapolis artists, Prince is like on his own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but uh, obviously, man, Face, uh, Scarface has been great, man. Um, I have to say, Zero is number two, uh, and obviously. Uh, I felt like Fat Pat is a he he an honorable mention. He only put out one well two albums or one album. Uh but I, I felt like he was gonna be up there for a long time. But uh I gotta say Devin the Dude is my third. Devin the Dude is definitely my third, man. Uh he's been at a really high level of making music for a very long time. And uh just the consistency that man cranks out. Um as far as all time and rap. Um, my favorite three rap artists. Oh man, one is a Trump supporter <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, the guy, the guy wearing the red hat and the in the in the bunk clothes, Kanye. Uh, God bless. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not really a fan of the. I I, ha- I haven't listened to the last two albums. Uh, but from. Uh, the college dropout to uh, my beautiful twisted dark fantasy. Like I don't think you're gonna find a better discography and rap ever than that. You know, uh, Jay Z. Obviously, uh, I'm, I'm a big Jay Z fan. Uh, just influenced. He influenced a lot of my favorite rappers. Uh, man, that third spider is a tough one to answer. Man, I, I really. Um, and you got two Trump supporters on your shit. Yeah, I know, right? That's crazy, right? 
Um, Wait, I'm not gonna. Right, so I'm gonna say this. I mean, huh? well, the NFL shit. Nah, I'm a Trump supporter. I mean, shit. You know what, what happened to the social justice reform, Mister Mister Carter? Oh man, man. He gave you uh, that motherfucking uh <laughs> that concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. He gave us Shakira at halftime. Uh, man. I'm gonna say all right. So I'm. A, I, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm uh, aware of my crowd right now. So I'm going to say Lil Wayne as my third. Um, just the the time and period where, where Weezy was coming up uh, from Squad Up mixtapes. Obviously, the, the first CD that I bought was the Block Tide. That was the first okay. like right. compact disc that yeah. I bought with my own money. And uh, I, was, I was in middle school when that came out to... Yeah, so um, and my honorable mention, I say Drake. Drake has been consistent for a very long time. Uh, but yeah, that, them them my four. You know what I'm saying? If I had to, if you say, hey, these are the only rappers you could listen to the rest of your life, I'd be cool with them for. Okay, I'm rocking with that. I'm rocking with that. Well, shit, I know we got some new music. Um, and we gonna play a little bit over here. See, Cole, if you wanna introduce. My dog. Yo, 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 I don't know how to do <laughs> Yo, yo, listen up. We got some hippity hop for you guys. This is the what, new George Young. Uh, fresh out of Houston. You know what I'm saying? Young legend. What is breakdown? A new single? Yeah, yeah, the breakdown. Yeah. And what, what project is it gonna be on? It's gonna be on the loop. I dropped it uh last year, but it's gonna be on the loop. Uh and yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much it, man. And let's get into um, breakdown. Yeah. Breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. You had your fun in the sun. Showing your skin, you running, you gun, you have blowing the wind, got some bump in the trunk, let that jodice spin till the summer is done with that glow in your grin. Rehab, never sober with friends. Clearly the baddest, but our homie, that's what they was twins. The city big, but see circles ain't too far between. They fall in love on the low and then fall off the scene. Huh? And back on your line like that shit never happened. Set the gram on fire, came back with clever captions. Took every pick offline that had a better happen. Got these boys taking shots that they don't ever practice. Guess the summer's just a natural aphrodisiac. Uh, when all your old work starts beating back. Uh, not whether rings to match or no strings attached. Keep it G, I just love you where you see me at. Break it down, turn around, back it up, then throw it at me. Till I feel like that's enough, baby, break it down. Turn around, back it up, then throw it at me. Till I feel like that's enough. I wanna slow fine woman with some twerk with her. She ain't got a lot of ass, but I could work with her. Want a big fine woman not too popular. She ain't got a lot of niggas I could vibe with her. Now, uh, Houston, Texas on my birth certificate. You know it never hurts to mention it. Just trying to make my work significant so I could get the paper and the other perks of penmanship. You know, like skirting to the dealership. New tags, blue glass, Marvin Zilla tent. Uh, except it ain't. 
ain't no slime in the ice Know you like dining in them spots where they be hot in the price Type of woman had me going against my mama advice Little drama and spice, maybe a comma of life You see, she got a light-skinned friend, look like Lisa Ray She got a dark-skinned friend, look like Issa Ray Best friends with the T.S. motherfucking A Hashtag get out on the snaps when she leave the states Used to tease me feeling like she playing keep away Big, small, slim, tall, baby, either way Either you was big and got small Or you was small and got big Either way, we fucking either way Break it down, turn around, back it up Then throw it at me Till I feel like that's enough, baby Break it down, turn around, back it up Then throw it at me Till I feel like that's enough I want a slim, fine woman with some twerk with her She ain't got a lot of ass, but I can work with her Want a big, fine woman not too popular she ain't got a lot of niggas I got to vibe with her Damn, hey, uh Been fantasizing about your ass for a while I think it's time we make it true Hey, and I done seen the baddest women around But same time that ain't you Damn, I tell her don't Don't walk away like you Jay But shit, that's my favorite view Now what I came to do Hey, I peep the way she grinded to the baseline Never do Yeah, we back. That was the, the new single from George Young. Breakdown's gonna be on his project, The Loop. So, yeah, man, it's a good song, man. I listened to it, man. I, I actually went to your album when Rod told me about it. Because I like, man, Rod, Rod, what the fuck he do? Uh, <laughs> no bullshit. He said, oh, you make music? I said, oh, shit. So, I went, actually, I seen it on Spotify. I don't have title. Yeah. Oh, album. So, I seen it on Spotify, and I, I played a couple tracks of the... um. The vengeance. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, I, mean, I like the like, like the music, I like the flow. Appreciate that, man. I like, like the beats. So, yeah, man, it's some good music. 100% Houston. That's That's fact. Yeah. But look, man, let's get into some shit. I know a lot of people have been asking about it. A lot of people jump headfirst into it. Um, the gambling, the sports betting. The plus the minuses and all that shit that you may see on the internet or shit you can turn on sports center and I think on the little bottom ticket at the games they'll, they'll have sports odds and shit like that so we're gonna have a new segment called Brothers Bets uh, in which you know we're gonna share a couple picks with you guys and try to steer you to some money um, I think this first go around we just kind of give a a brief overview of what certain things mean and Shit like that, so you can kind of get your head moving in the right direction, you know, if if it's something that suits you. Um, so, you know, I think the first thing that, that you need to know is about plus and minus. Uh, if you see a number with a minus in front of it, uh, it's, it's for underdog. For example, if it's minus 500 on the Saints to beat the Falcons. In order to win 100, you need to bet 500. So that's the minus part of it. Now, if it's plus 500 for the Falcons to beat the Saints, that means if you bet 100, you can win 500, right? Um, over under, I think that's, that's kind of self-explanatory. You're betting on the total points scored, if it's going to be over or under a certain amount of prime, 
for example, Saints, Falcons, I use that again. If the over-under is 58 points, um, you would bet, do you think the teams will combine to score more or less than that total? Uh, more times than not, I would say go with the over, especially these days and the way that football rules are. It's designed to score. Um, so there's also a money line bet. And money line is generally, you know, who's going to win the game outright. Um, that's when you get some of the higher spreads for the underdogs, and things of that nature. You generally have to bet a lot more on the favorite to win a large amount of money. But it's kind of like saying it's a guaranteed win. Uh, which we know is not the case these days between the referees and things of that nature. So, um, I think one of the best ways to bet for a beginner is prop betting. Um, you can do anything from the amount of catches a, a certain player is going to have to the amount of yards to sacks that a team is going to have. So that's where I would say start, um, if you could. I know next week we'll get some better odds for the Super Bowl and kind of be able to talk through it a little bit more. But, shit, I know – Cole might know a little thing about gambling. Um, so, shit, you got something to add to it, brother? Fuck gambling. <laughs> 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 nah, for real. When I first started gambling, the ride nigga who I went to, 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 to basically explain what he just explained to y'all, he had to explain to me in text. <laughs> so, it was just like, nigga, what? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gotta go through it. You gotta just jump just gotta go, You know what I'm saying? And, at first, I was like, man, how do I bet to win it? Who gonna win? Who gonna lose? But the thing is about that, when you bet to win and lose, as if it was a good team or a bad team, you ain't make no money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta take them points. You don't want no fucking minus five hundred. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> gotta take that minus eight for that for that minus one minus one ten or minus one twenty. You know what I'm saying? You gotta take that. Oh, either yeah. over or under, especially with niggas ain't playing defense these days. In any sport. Big over in the sport. <laughs> in, in any sport. <laughs> so, it's like over-unders, points. I like what I found my niche. I found my niche in um fucking baseball. Even though I don't watch baseball. But betting them fucking first fives and them fucking um, points in baseball. Oh, the Astros cheating ass won me a whole bunch of money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Those are the first five them points. Them overs. Them, over. the, them team totals. Oh, yeah. The grand slam. First ended. Big, big, big team totals. You feel what I'm saying? So that was my thing with the, with the baseball. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I kind of slowed down because I, I started betting on, like, table tennis and shit. <laughs> Got addicted to it. Betting on African soccer and shit. <laughs> so I... Had to chill out. <laughs> but now I'm back. I, I, I dabble from time to time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. When I, see a, when I see a line I like, I take it. Basketball yeah. is really hard as fuck to bet on because it's so fucking wishy-washy. Yeah, I'm about to stop. All these motherfucking uh, rest days and shit. All these motherfucking... Uh, what is it called again? Fucking... Low management. Low management and shit. Like and I don't really follow the injury, but that made me bet on the fucking... Was it Kawhi? Like, what the fuck? Bro, I like, put stupid shit. On the heat. $100 a day on the Miami Heat to win the first quarter by two and a half points. You know these people going to tell me after I gave them my hard-earned money that Jimmy Butler was not going to play? See? Uh, you got to follow that shit. If you're really going to be a capital, a sports capital, you got to... I, I don't do my homework. Oh, that shit came out like eight minutes before the game. See, I don't uh, do my homework. 
So and I, shit, that's what man. Fuck, I quit. And then I bet on college basketball sometimes, but then them, them fucking the the fucking uh, rank, the rankings be lying. Them motherfucking like high rank schools be getting their ass whooped. So I kind of stopped. So I ain't betting about a month, but I'm gonna be back on it though once baseball come back. I'm about to take a year off. Tired of this shit. So yeah, that's my that's my that's my betting take. You bet, George. Uh, nah, man, I, I I might place a bet like once a year. I ask Rod some shit, you know. But I, I stay away from betting, especially being a Houston sports fan. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I bet against I bet against my team before, so it's like either we win and I'm happy, or I get some money. So I I just you know, I tell people I'm not good at it. Your team, you just gonna be sad in the end. Fuck around <laughs> and lose your money. Now you just. <laughs> I I went through that, so hopefully you ain't gotta go through that. You ain't gotta, yeah. So shit, but yeah, that that's it. Every week we go hit y'all with a with a brother's bets segment and shit. Hopefully y'all can track our progress and we can help win y'all some money. Um, another another segment we go bring to the table is the brotherly advice. Yeah, you know, I know y'all hit Cole. He got all the wisdom in the world. She. Shit, we got an email address for y'all. It's wazam at beardedbrothers.com. W-A-Z-Z-A-M at beardedbrothers.com. You can email us about anything. Dig, if you're going through something, shit, and you want to hear some some real ignorant advice, we got you. Um, I'm going to tweet it out, too, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we'll tweet it out, too. Like, shit, if you got some music you want to get played, send it to us. Now, if we don't play it, you know, it just won your time. <laughs> so, uh, it just won your time. It's nothing against you. Um, shit, well, but anything, we want to hear from from the supporters. You guys been holding the brothers down for a minute. So we want to give y'all an outlet to kind of contribute to the show a little bit. You dig? Um, but shit, as far as, as far as that, that's all I got on it. Yeah, I think I'm done. We'll be on for a minute. Yeah, it was a good episode, though, man. I really appreciate uh, the George Young. George, tell them your, uh, your accent thing for your socials, man. All right. Um, shit, you can get at me on Twitter or Instagram at TheGeorgeYoung, T-H-E-G-E-O-R-G-E-Y-O-U-N-G. And uh, you can find me on Apple Music. Find me on Tidal, George Young. Vintage is already out. The breakdown is on all platforms. Uh, shit, and uh, the loop is coming soon. So shit, just just check with them them uh social media places, and I I have some shit up for y'all soon. Yeah, I just followed you, my brother. Okay, bad, bad, bad. I'm about to. Your thing, I always see you on my my timeline, man. I like man, who is this nigga, man? Got the track too called the hoes watching. My nigga Bun go hop on it too. You dig? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, zero, yeah, zero. Hey, hey man, hey man, Bun. I gotta say, shout out to Bun for making all the songs throughout the season. That was one of the highlights of the season for me. Like, even when we lost to the Saints and that nigga dissed us over June. Nah, that seven, shit was uh, funny. That nigga, that nigga, a different kind of special. Oh man, it, it was all beautiful. the way retarded. This shit ain't no joke. <laughs> yeah, man. That's 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 probably one of the only things that nigga was looking forward to. Did this shit happen with the playoffs and fuck everybody? 
Yeah, man. Fuck everybody. Man. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Do we nigga lose? Nigga, we like, fuck that shit. I want to hear that shit. <laughs> My mom was drove. But fuck them people, dude. We're going to go back to that because I'm already bad. Oh, God. Fuck them people. Then my last time to. Hey, stop talking about the fucking Saints, man. Yeah, stop hey, tweeting about this shit. To everybody, just go outside. Bro. Go outside. Go get some cat. Something. Just do something, hey, bro. Look, LSU just won. Go live in their God damn, cuz. Your college team just went 15 and 0. It's probably don't see it again with all them records and the people broke, even though y'all cheating and got the 34 year old quarterback. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> I think you like get yourself a brick. Like, they don't even get itself a moment to. Dick, y'all to, to about the, the Saints not worried about us. Them people on a jet ski island somewhere smoking big weed. Y'all seen Mike Thomas at the game. He don't care about you niggas. He's not even here. <laughs> he's, smoking, he's smoking backwoods looking like a backwood. <laughs> you fell well to fans. That's, that's what they called us. And now you won't worry about the draft. Draft a new team. <laughs> Go outside. That's all I want for my people. I just want to You're not gonna be mentally healthy if you worry about the Saints. Do not take the key to David Buster. Something. Do something. He's like, get a job. Do something. Go on vacation. Something. Shit. Get an extra job. Where we out, man? This was a bit of brothers podcast. It's cold. We got Ryan. We got George. Episode seventy-two. I think we out here. So we out.